This is uh -oh. Karen with newclevelandradio.net, and it is time for Avoid the Maze. And you know what? I think we're going to be in a maze this afternoon between Charlie Weiner, who is a comedian, he's a musician, he's a author, and his job as an author has really been the focus of today's uh, podcast because he is in the process and almost completed the book about David Sparrow. And you know what? I just have to tell you, Dave, I have met a number of people in the last month from all across the United States. And they all say to me, so do you know who Dave Sparrow is? And I said, yes, I do. And they go, boy, he's a guy that we all really respect. So I can't <laughs> I wait. But uh, you know, the, the book is finished. Okay. The book is written. Um, we're now just waiting for the publisher to actually get copies out to us. Uh, the pre-order is active and, um, you know, we're, uh, it's getting exciting. So, but I heard you ask Charlie how he got involved in the project. And I, I kind of wanted to tell you how I got him involved in okay. the project. Go ahead. Uh, um, you there? I have a feeling your internet day you know, is not working. I, I, travel quite a lot and and I go to bookstores and airports. Hey Dave, can you and move? um and David at the Cleveland Airport you I your I internet isn't working Dave this book by this guy named Kim Zonneville. And I'm like man this guys really well you're really you're something charlie <laughs> so dave has a very poor internet oh he's asking me to admit him again let's see if that works any better i would never admit anything to david <laughs> it'll be in a book <laughs> So for those of you It'll listening, work. I don't know. we're having some internet issues. Problem is you have like, you have these two old men that are, you know, we're not exactly tech specialists. Like, I'm well, fuzzy and you can't see or hear me. Help you there? No, the internet is not working. Yeah, but he's on an iPhone. Shouldn't the iPhone work? The iPhone might work better. Well, he's on the iPhone. Oh. Am I here? He has a really bad signal where he is. Yeah. I Poor Dave. Now we've lost yeah, him I mean, completely. 
I actually think it's David rather than the technology. Oh I my gosh, how can you say that? <laughs> he can't he can't he can't be recorded. Like I'm not sure he's an actual person because I don't think he can be recorded or you know, he's like a, like a, like Dracula can't be seen in a mirror. David can't be seen on video. I'm, that's what I'm convinced of. So, so Charlie, oh, here we go. you you've been working with. To know, is there a call-in number? Is there a number that he could call? No, not for this link. Hmm. All right. Let me let me send him a message here. Um, He's trying to come in again. Let's see what happens. Good. Well. <laughs> Am I back? Oh my gosh, I can hear there you. There you now. are. Yes, I was going to send you a message, but I don't have to now. Wonderful. Oh, I was just asking you if there was a call. Right, yeah, I, I sent you a thing. We're said, having no, there isn't a call in number. Terrible storm right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we're like uh, storming like crazy here. So let's do this quick. Let's go. Okay. Well, you wanted to tell us how the two of you got together on this. Well, it's interesting. I, whenever I go to airports, I buy books and I like to read the local authors. And I travel, I mean, I used to do over 100,000 miles a year. And I, I read this book by this guy, Kim Zonneville. And I was really impressed with the book. And Charlie and I have our monthly lunches where we hang out together. And I'm telling him about this, you know, this guy. And he says, well, maybe he could write your book. Because everybody's been telling me I should write a book for a long time. And I said, well, that would be cool. I don't know him. And he goes, well, well, I do. And I said, and he shows me his driver's license. And I, I had no idea they were the same people. And uh, over the next, I don't know, six months to a year, I don't remember how long it took. We met at Jack's Deli once a week. And, uh, and, and I told Charlie stories. And he put them in order and uh, turn Charlie, you may want to interpret what he just said since his internet is pretty bad. Thanks, technology, Grace. I'm like, wow, this is a cool guy. I wish I knew him, you know? Well, so there you go. Actually, I'm so going to try to change location. It took about a year. It took a little over, uh, probably a little over a year to actually get all the stories and everything. About a year, and then then it came down to um, uh, putting everything together and um, trying to get the book and uh, and then somebody was somebody else was supposed to like do the the graphics and and edit and do all of that. And after five months of them doing nothing, uh, David and I said we would take the book back and we would, we would edit it. And I had a friend of mine, Barb uh, uh, Norris, who was a, a, an English major and everything else, and some other people that were helping us to make sure that the editing was right. And, uh, and David and I, the, the nice thing was is that we actually, the five months off, I think really did a lot of good because what happened is that we got a completely different look at the book. And so what we did is we started rearranging things 
changing the order of things so that now I feel like it just, it, it reads much better as a story. The stories in it are fantastic. Uh, they're just, they're just really fun. If you want to know, really, if you really want to know what's behind the scenes in, in, in real, uh, like rock and roll, real music, this is more it. It's not just everybody going, they hate each other. And, you know, if it's the breakups and everything else, whole concept of this book is that no matter what happens in the business relationship, because things come and go, they change, is that the friendship always remains. And that's the most important thing. When David and I, we, we had had this uh, conversation and then, and, and I, so we kind of sat on it for a minute and, uh, and I sent him a thing, uh, an email and said, I'm going to write the book. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And, and uh, when we sat down next to Jack's to discuss the book, the main concept was we would not let the book get in the way of our friendship. If the book started to get in the way of our friendship, the book was off. Okay. And so that was the main thing. And that's always the main thing with David. That's the main thing in the book is that it's friendship. It's, it's, it's the love of, it's the love of the game. It's, you know, it's, it's the whole thing of how, uh, this is true rock and roll. This is true music because it comes from the heart. It comes from, you know, it's, it's not, it's not all about ego all the time. Sometimes it's just about wanting to do it right. And it's fun. It's a really fun book. They're fun stories. And I've been so fortunate. I've been so fortunate to work with guys from the Beatles and the Eagles oh, and the Rolling right. Stones and Cat Stevens and Allman Brothers and, and uh, you know, just living my life with these people for the last 50 some years, you know, it, it, um, it, it, uh, it turns into much more, you know, it's a love affair. It's a love affair with, you know, I tell people I've worked my entire life, but I've never had a job. And, and that's what it is. You know, I, I, what I do, I take such pride in, and I love doing it so much. Um, and being around the world of music and being around these guys that are creating unbelievable songs and performances and just to be a part of it. I, I, I'm glad to get my story out. Well, I'm glad we're getting your story out because um, over the last seven years I've been doing these podcasts, I have been mesmerized by the music industry. And I think mm -hmm. I've shared this with you in the past, Charlie, that, you know, it's, yeah, there is ego in some groups, but for the most part, it is about the love for each other and the friendship. And well, and that's what this whole book really is about. It's that, I mean, it's 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 the dream of the child of a of a kid that really just turned thirteen when the Beatles happened, and his dream was to become friends with these people. He discovers through this television show that his father has that these people are not rock stars to each other. They're not. They're just friends, and that's what he wants. And because of who he is, and I have to say, I, 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 because of who he is, and 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 the way he's lived his life, he gets to live the dream. He gets to live that. He gets because I mean he earned it, but he gets to live it, and that's the beauty of it. When you when I do interview, when I was doing interviews with you know uh, Richie Furet or or uh, or uh, you know Cat Stevens or whoever, I mean the thing that came through was how much everybody loves and respects this man. And it's because he doesn't screw anybody. He, 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 he's there 
he wants what's best for his artists and he wants he wants everybody to have the best show possible and that's the, that really that's a, that's what this is about the best show possible and it's and, it, and they and if and if you if everybody feels good if everybody loves each other you get the best show possible it's fantastic it's a lot of fun and so, somebody's well, unless you're the Eagles, you don't have to love each other. You still get a great show. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, was your father really your influence in wanting to get into the business? Oh, absolutely. When I was 13 years old, I started, uh, is when Upbeat started. The big five show started actually first before it became Upbeat. And he gave me the job of cue card holder. So whoever the host was, you know, I would be the one I'd, I'd write up the questions and all the stuff or what they're supposed to say. And, you know, I'm on the floor with them for the whole show. And it was at 13. That's a pretty heady stuff, you know, to see guys like Beatles and, and Tommy James and Leslie Gore and, you know, uh, Otis Redding. These people were just, you know walking around the studio and they were also at our house on Friday nights. Uh, we would have dinner for whoever wasn't working that night uh, before the show was taped. And, and, and like Charlie said, these people became our friends. And, um, you know, I, 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 in the book, how at one point I said to my dad that, you know, I want to be in show business, just like you, when I grow up, that's what I want to do. And he said to me, you can't do both. And I didn't know what he meant. He said, you, you either grow up or you can be in show business, but you have to keep your youth in order to make it work. And, you know, in my mind, I've been 20 in my head. I'm still 28. I'm going to be 71, but I'm still 28. And that's how I live. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, it, if you look at my my phone list for the day today, you know, I've already spoken with Dickie Betts. I've spoken with Cat Stevens. I've, I've spoken with, you know, people that work with other people. Uh, you know, I've got an Allman Brothers meeting in 20 minutes. I mean, <laughs> when Charlie comes over to these conversations with these people and it's, um, you know, it's it, they're my friends. It's my life. Uh, I, I, I have so much respect for them and fortunately they have respect for me. So it's, it's. I'm, and I'm sure they do, you know, in listening to what you were just saying, how these people, you know, are your friends. Um, my brother has been a music producer the majority of my life. Um, and I know when I would go to visit him out in LA or in New York, um, and if he was in a recording session, he would say to me, do not be a fan, just enjoy sitting in here. And I realized that these musicians treated me as if, you know, I was part of the family. Uh, therefore, I treated them. Um, yep. And when I would tell people that, you know, I was in, you know, the studio when Barry Manilow was recording, they'd say, oh my, you're so lucky. Oh, what was it like? You know, and it was like, yeah, I felt lucky, but I felt like Pretty I was boring. a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
and the truth of it, I mean, you know, spend so much time sitting and waiting. Um, it's, uh, but that's part of the thing. I mean, that's all part of it. That Michael Stanley, uh, I think it was his second to last album, he titled The Hang. And anybody who's ever been on the road, whether it's in sports or music or theater, whatever it is, they, under, they understood exactly what that meant. Because at the end of the tour, you know, listen, nobody loves to be in a whole room every night. Travel every single day. Nobody likes to, you know, have four hours sleep and then, you know, have 29 hours in front of you. But the hang, it, that's what it is. Uh, you know, I, I thought of calling the book that at one point, but I, I didn't think anybody would understand it. But it's so important, you know, when we all see each other for the first show of a tour um, and how sad it is at the last show of a tour. Um, it, it's the hang. It's the hang. So, Charlie, what made you decide that this is the book that you really wanted to write? I mean, you I've read almost everything you've written, especially about your dog. Um, but <laughs> why did you think, you know, we the people would want to hear about David? I, I guess I guess because I, I asked I, him I, the same question. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me that many times. And I said, because they're great stories, because I guess because I've been so intimately involved, uh, you know, as a performer for my entire life. And David has, you have to understand, David has been very good to me during my entire, he used to let me open up for Michael Stanley a lot. And, uh, and, and, you know, when, when I put on different shows and stuff, David was always there to support me. And I felt like this was kind of a way that I could give something back to him and I could be involved in it. And Cause I just, I gotta be honest. Uh, it's, it was a lot of work. It was one of, it's the most difficult project I've ever taken on, but it was also just, just, I, I, I was writing at one point and uh, I said to my wife, I go, oh my God, I am the fly on the wall. And so that's what I wanted the book to be. I wanted now, when you read the book, I want you to be the fly on the wall so that you're listening in on these conversations and you're enjoying this as much as I, I had, just such a fun time getting to know David on a much deeper level than I had ever known him before. And, and for me, this was the greatest joy ride uh, I, I could possibly imagine. I got, to, I got to be a kid again. So did they bronze the chairs at Jack's Deli that the two of you sat in all this time? <laughs> I think they're going to do that when we do the books on there. Oh, yes, like I'm that. pretty sure... We'll have our own table uh, immersed in bronze. I think that's a good idea. I think so too. <laughs> Absolutely. I still so, have my own salad there. There is David's veggie chop, which was, right. you know, they made my honor. So, you know, I do have a presence there. Absolutely. And I have a I have a side dish named after me. It's called the hangers on. <laughs> 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 just the side dish to the main course. It's okay. So the book is just about ready to be released. Is that correct? Yes. 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 It's, yeah, we're, we've we're just go ahead, David. We're just waiting for physical copies right now. Right. Okay. Okay. And is there a website that we can go to to pre-order the book? 
Uh, the other Charlie? is it's 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 called um, basically a life in the wings, but there's a dash between each word. Okay. okay so go a life in the wings dot square dot site, and if you go there, it's just basically it's a web page tells you how to order, and uh, if you want to get it autographed or whatever else. We're also going to have book signing. So if people want to get books signed, that that you know we're going to do is we're, all the books will be signed that we've pre-ordered. Uh, before they go out and uh, and then we're gonna have a lot of book signings. So if people want, they can buy books at the book signing and David, and if you want, I'll sign them too. Uh, and so it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot, you know, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of ways to get this, trust me, but yeah, that's the easiest way now. Is well, there an A before that on the website, Charlie? Isn't it just life wings? No, it's uh, a life in the wings with a, oh, with, okay. a uh, with a dash in between each one. What do I okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you have to buy a book, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at least you give me one for free. Okay, I think <laughs> I think you can do that. So while you were doing this, and the little bit that I know about you, Dave, I do not think you have a big ego. I think you are just like you know the next door neighbor down the street. But did you feel that maybe? Um, your chest was puffing out a little bit as you guys were writing this book? No, not as we were writing it, but when I saw what my artist told Charlie, he talked to a bunch of them. I mean, he talked to Dickie Batson and to Sif Cat Stevens, and um, he talked to Mark Farner, and he talked to, I mean, a whole bunch of these people. It was really interesting for me to see their take on me. I mean, you know, because artists aren't usually the one first ones to go, hey, man, good job, you know, <laughs> to say, hey, I really did good tonight, didn't I? <laughs> um, so it was really interesting to see their take on it. Um, and uh, to me, that was the um, that was the best part of the book for me was just seeing how they reacted to the work that I've done. This Charlie had a chance to see. I, I work really closely with my artistic ways as well. Um, it was around while we were doing, I was working on a song on Fogarty uh, called Promised Land. And, um, you know, I was helping with lyrics. I was helping with who the musicians were going to be. At. And this is all during COVID. So it's all done by Zoom. Uh, with Patty Smythe and her record, we worked. I don't think I've ever worked closer on with anybody than I did with her from the song writing to the song selection to the performances songs that were used. Um, and that, you know, I, I, I got to the studio with Cat Stevens when he was working on the, um, the road singer album. And he put me in a position of A and R director which is which Martin was on the first Beatles uh, album, which is why he gave me that title. But it was really as a co-producer, um, I chose every artist on that, everybody that played on that from, you know, uh, Paul McCartney to Gunnelson to uh, Michelle Branch, you know, uh, we, we had all kinds of guest stars on it, Dolly Parton's on it. Uh, it gave me free reign. Uh, to take his songs and find the right people to make it and he was it was very important to him that he made a cat stevens record not a yusuf record 
You know, he wanted people to realize that regardless of what he's gone through in his life as a person, that his music was still out there for his fans. So, Charlie, while you were writing this, obviously, you know, you know David as a local guy, somebody that you've worked with and who's, you know, supported you. But as you started gathering all these stories from very prominent individuals, um, did you feel like maybe you weren't worthy to write this? Yes, many times. I sure thought he wasn't worthy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I was affordable. <laughs> but I was affordable. <laughs> I said, you know, the funny thing was, is the last time I went through the book, when we felt, we felt like we had really, um, and there was a lot of, you know, cutting and slap or whatever. And, and so when I had never actually read the book just to read the book, just to enjoy it. And as I was reading the book, I was like, this guy is so cool. <laughs> And it's like, then you're like, oh my God, he's this friend of mine. This is, you know, this is a friend of mine that's done all these wonderful things. Someone should write a book. It's like, oh, okay, I have the book. <laughs> and it was just, I can't, I, it's just, no, I never, I, there were so many times when I looked at my wife and I said, I am, I am just, I just, I'm the wrong person. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so underwater. I'm so beside myself as trying and then she like she just looked at me and go yeah okay. And then the next day she's like, "How's the book?" I go, "Oh, it's fantastic." Okay. You know, it's it the is, most. It's a lot. Yeah. Hmm? The most. The most fun part was. Absolutely. We went through probably. <laughs> and going through the pictures for me, I mean, because oh, yeah. I look at the picture, I I, I know exactly where I was at that point what was going on um and it was really that was the most fun for me was going through the pictures unfortunately I think we could only use about a hundred but I think we'll put a you know put another thousand or so up on the website after the book comes out that and that would be exciting for all of us as fans I gotta be honest that was one of the hardest things about this book was that David literally sent me like uh, what were we saying in the office and then sent me all these, all these pictures. And it's like, we knew, it's like, we could have done just a picture book. I mean, like, like, and had sure. it be, you know, a thousand pages. It just had pictures in it and people probably would, probably would have been happy or whatever, but to try to pick and choose the pictures that we were going to use for, and we didn't do it like as picture sections, each at the end of, basically at the end of just about every chapter, there's, there's pictures that are from the, from the chapter. And so it was, it, that was probably the, I mean, just really the hardest part was trying to just pick pictures for this because there's so many fantastic ones. Well, and Charlie, I asked you that question for a reason because since I've met you, I realize how humble you are. And when people give you a compliment about how great a book is, um, <laughs> things that you're doing and i mean you do a, <laughs> you do a lot of great things for the community and your comedy your songwriting your your performing and i've been wondering over the last couple of months you know how did charlie feel writing this and you answered it the way i thought you would well i I, I have explained to people that I'm just uh, I'm just like the conduit that the stories are coming through. And these are David's stories. And I just tried to, you know, mold them or whatever else. But they're just 
you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm the ghost writer. I'm, you can hardly see, see, see how, see how I come across in here. Because I'm a ghost. I'm not a real person. <laughs> I'm glad I am not editing this out because it's so perfect of the two of you. Um, so do we have any dates for any of the book signings yet? Uh, no, no, we have to have uh, physical yeah. copies before okay. we can set them. Okay. So in the next week or so, we'll have them. We'll get you a list. You can, you know, right. put them up or whatever. Well, actually, we will probably do uh, an independent uh, podcast saying, hey, you all have to attend these, these books. Right. That's right. Um, so what I have to say here to you, Dave, is really important because I had heard about you for years. I did not grow up in the Cleveland area, so I was not privy to your father's show other than my husband has told me the history in his language. <laughs> um, so now I can't wait to read the book to find out if my husband has the right information. But I remember meeting you and your wife um, and it was at Nighttown for um, an event and you guys sat across from us and my husband asked me at one point when you got up, he said, that's Dave Spiro, isn't it? And I said, yes. He said, how did we luck out to sit at the same table as him? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It's going to go on my website that I had the <laughs> honor to sit with him. And I just found you and your wife so delightful. Oh, you know? well, thank you. Was so, that Peter Asher? Was that a Peter yes, Asher? Yes. Show? I yep, thought, yeah, exactly. I remember that. Um, yep. And I had interviewed him twice before then. So, I mean, I was, I, I didn't come there as a fan. I came there as somebody to listen to his music. Right. And, you know, I realized that's what you and your wife were there for too. Your friends, you were listening, you enjoyed it. Um, and I just wish other people could have those experiences of, because talent is wonderful and to absorb it um, just yeah. makes us all richer. And Peter, you know, I first met Peter on the Upbeat Show. Uh, he later was on one of my radio programs. You know, we've been friends for years. I, I, uh, I've had him produce a couple of records for me over the years. He's, um, he got me my first uh, pot license in California, too. So I have to, you know. <laughs> and he turned me on to Warby Parker glasses, which I'm now addicted to and have 12 pair of. Okay. So... <laughs> He's never done nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we didn't talk about him in the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you guys came on today, despite the technical difficulties. Um, you know, my show is called Avoid the Maze for a reason, because we are always finding obstacles in front of us. We have to find a way to go around them, to jump over them. And the two of you did a great job today. And I want everybody to know that Charlie is not a ghost. He is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. My age, you can't tell. You're right. <laughs> so, a very thin line. So All as, you kids. <laughs> as long as you are on here, Charlie, do you have any upcoming gigs that we should know about? No. No. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you haven't retired. <laughs> I'll go to the Poconos for a weekend, do comedy, and then I've got some uh, 
I got a little bit of this. It's summer and I'm going up to Putin Bay for a day or two here and there. And I've got a, a private thing playing music, which is nice. And I've got, uh, we're doing comedy with the cops down in Akron. Good. And then I'm, uh, I'm going to Florida to tape uh, like a internet uh, TV thing. So a live comedy show. So now I got to be honest with you. And I mean this in all sincerity, my main focus in life right now now the backyard is kind of done. I go ready for my new shed. I, I renovated the kitchen. Everything's done so that I can focus everything that I've got. I, I so want this book in everybody's hands, and I really want them to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed writing it. How That's wonderful. Well, I'm get better than that. <laughs> Well, I want to thank the two of you, and I can't wait to get a hold of the book. Um, I will come to one of the book signings so that I actually can take a picture with the two of you, um, and we won't be fuzzy or the internet won't be juggling. Yeah. <laughs> he cleans up real good. Yeah, and, you know. <laughs> I've seen that part of him as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, too, and stay in touch. And um, the name of the book, again, is... Charlie in the Wings, uh, My 60-Year Love Affair with Rock and Roll, a memoir by David Spiro. Wonderful. Have a great day, go, guys. Go Guardians or Tribe or whatever they're called. Yeah. It's the Guardians. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye.